Hello there, I'm Steampunk Link. You might remember me from first parts of podcasts such as Snescapades, Playing With Power, July 1993, Part 1, which we put up last week. And if you haven't listened to that already, uh, you'll probably want to do that first before listening to this one. Welcome back. Uh, this is going to be the conclusion to uh, the conversation between myself, Emmy Zero, and our special guest, Trevor, from the Catching Up on Cinema podcast, discussing the July 1993 issue of Nintendo Power. So without further ado, take it away, us. Uh, so then we get to Star Fox. Yep, and I was really surprised that this comic is still going on because the last yeah. issue they beat Andros. <laughs> yeah, they they had pretty much a definitive ending, so I was surprised that they uh, that they gave it another go. But I'm I'm happy to see it back. Um, I still think the art is pretty good. I I don't think there's a whole lot going on in this this uh, issue though. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of setting up a new story arc, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. You know, so fair enough. Um, this big bird ship is cool. Yeah, the big bird ship is cool. I do like it actually oh. looks uh, notably a bit like the Great Fox uh, that will be the Star Fox base ship in um, the in 64 games and, oh, yeah, and yeah. going forward. Yeah, you stretch it out a bit and add a few more wings. And yeah, the silhouette does yeah. match. Yeah, well. it's it's got a like a a texture to it that reminds me of the Technodrome from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's got a lot of it's very, very greedily, so. right? Yeah. It's got a lot of little bits <laughs> on it. Uh, the a bunch of lizards have been reformed, but they seem a little too reformed after Andros's defeat. Gee, I wonder if that's foreshadowing anything. Um, th- that's the thing is like this comic sets up a lot of stuff that immediately pays off, like maybe too quickly to the point you're like, yeah, okay, of course this was going to happen. Like, uh, Slippy's like, oh, don't worry. I don't just, you just leave me alone here in this garage. I'll handle everything. Yeah. It's like, gee, I wonder if he's about to get kidnapped. Oh yes, he is on the next page. In fact, <laughs> uh, at least uh Farrah didn't get kidnapped in this one. Though. That's true. I was happy to see that. Uh, but yeah, everyone's enjoying peaceful time. Uh, post Andros defeat. Uh, the Star Fox team gets a new mission to go investigate some space stingrays that are behaving too uh, aggressively. And uh, they make a, a pit stop on a, uh, a lizard planet and are kind for, for of... For yogurt. For yogurt. And also so that Slippy can look at, at Farrah's new ship and yes. fix some stuff on it. And while everybody else is off getting that yogurt, uh, Slippy is getting clonked on the head and carried away fox get this guy off me (laughs) (laughs) we get to see a a picture of slippy's girlfriend in this as well Mm -hmm. um who's also a a toad uh (laughs) and yeah um, yeah um yeah there's some good art in this but nothing that really stands out to me the way that some of the panels in the previous issues did yeah yeah there's there's a few panels here where I'm like, OK, it's, it's almost getting to that like, where you would just have like one color that's really dominating the panel. And they're just right, doing yeah. some cool things with it and, and that I really liked. And they don't do that quite as often here. Um, I still think it looks really good. You know, I, they're, they're setting up something that's probably going to be pretty fun. Um, but, yeah, you know, this one didn't quite hit me the same way that the previous issues had. Um 
uh, Trevor, I'm assuming this is the first one of these you have experienced. What did you think of this? Uh, yeah, this is the first one I've laid eyes on. I did listen to your previous episodes, so so I, I was aware that Andros had uh, been dispatched uh, last month. But yeah, the, I mean, the, the penciling and the inking is really sharp. Um, I'm not sure if this was colorized uh, to begin with. It does look like we have a, a Japanese artist's name associated yeah, with it. Yeah, so it seems a little unlikely that they would have been doing the color, the the the, the like the color pass on this as well right yeah I, i'm not positive on that i mean the coloring's good it's uh yeah it doesn't come across as haphazard there's a few panels later on that seem like they've had less care put into them there's a different like shading style applied to them that seems flatter yeah, but, you know i i think like especially on like these last two pages where you've yeah. got you've got like these four panels right here where you've got uh peppy and falco and Farah and fox and, and they're all sort of like in you know it, all these panels were mostly done in like one color plus black and white. But I, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about that we would see in a lot of previous panels that I actually really like. I, I kind of like that, that use of, of one primary color in the panel. I, I think it's a neat effect. Um, but I think that would, you know, lead, uh, uh I, I think that would probably be evidence to, to your, um, hypothesis that somebody else was going in and, and doing the uh the coloring after the fact but um fortunately we don't know who that is because again they only credited one person with this whole comic so uh how much work they did and, and who else you know might have done you know like writing lettering coloring whatever uh we don't know uh, what what jumps out at me the most though is the uh the paneling and the page count feels truncated like it, it feels yeah it, it does doesn't it it, it, yeah. feels, it feels very hurried and in fact like this is this is just me this isn't a positive or a negative but i'll just throw out there that this this reads like comics i used to write when i was in high school mm, um, okay just this, yeah. the the progression of the action is just very bam 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 it's like right. okay i don't exactly know what happened but like i got the broad strokes of it and i guess it looks nice so uh yeah that's a story um but what's more this is just like a really flimsy chapter like what happens yeah right like yeah. nothing happens i mean the most exciting thing for me and i hope i hope the two of you noticed this was a uh, pepper's dialogue when he sends them out on their mission mm-hmm. it's just like written in a very bizarre manner and then that that one panel of him giving the, the thumbs up he's like check it out yep <laughs> yeah no pepper is consistently my favorite thing in these comics because everything they do with him is either a beatles reference or it's just really weird choices like <laughs> the 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 frame where he's like as you know there these star beasts have always been peaceful and he's like holding his lollipop at a weird angle and just kind of like looking to the side um yeah it's uh it's it's very interesting yeah i mean the art's nice it's just like yeah. in terms like there's no meat uh, to this particular mm. chapter of the story no yeah yeah, I, I do like the use of "as you know" in dialogue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. Right. As you know, but the audience doesn't, so I'll be addressing them. Uh, yes, <laughs> like I said, they're they're getting things started, and yeah, these are you know they they do have to cram a lot of content into you know relatively few pages. So, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with this, uh, but certainly not the strongest uh, edition of one of these that they've done in nah. Nintendo Power thus far. Yeah, one thing that I think is interesting uh to point out is that uh the the stingrays 
uh, they they are like organic, fleshy, like giant stingrays. They uh, sure are. Um, yeah. I mean, in the game, because of the graphical style, it's like a you're, it's left up to the player's interpretation of what you're looking at. But this comic uh, presents it in a very literal manner, where it's like, yeah, they're just giant space stingrays. <laughs> yeah, usually peaceful. Not now. Yeah, just don't shoot them. As they you change know. colors and they come at you. Yeah to see what happens next time because uh is as we see here at the end uh they're in they've, they've been had yeah uh, uh the the r-wing with slippy on it the the pink r-wing apparently uh has just vanished so uh and now they're surrounded by stingrays crikey and they're out of fuel too oh yeah yeah also running low on fuel so this issue is not running low on fuel, though, because the next thing up is the cover story, uh, Zelda Link's Awakening, a very big game. And this is the kind of centerpiece spread for that game in Nintendo Power. Very big uh, for, for Zelda to come to, to the Game Boy. And uh, this is a beloved game. This is a game that, that people are still big fans of even today. Is and it's one I'm a little embarrassed to say I've never played. I haven't played this on Game Boy. I haven't played any of the re-releases. This is still a, a, a blind spot for me, unfortunately. Uh, what about you, Trevor? Uh, I have some firsthand experience with it. Uh, I haven't beaten it, but my brother, uh, wow, he was obsessed with this game. Um, he played the hell out of it, uh, and he most certainly finished it. And I mostly watched it over his shoulder. Uh, in general, okay, Zelda's not really my bag. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I was more of a Mega Man kid. I was more of a Double Dragon kid. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, I, Zelda made me feel dumb when I was a kid because I'd always get lost. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, honestly, like back then, Zelda was a little over my head too. It wasn't until years later that I really got into the franchise, but I, I was exactly the same way. I was more like action games like Mario and Mega Man. And uh, me too. Like, I didn't really play a lot of Zelda games as a kid. The only Zelda game I had real, like, extensive experience with as a kid was Zelda 2. Because, once again, I knew people who had that. So, yeah. um, This was not a game I played until the Game Boy Color uh, DX re-release of it. Um, But, yeah, I wasn't super into Zelda either as a kid. And I've kind of come... Uh, I've I've become more familiar with it in the last few years, but uh, until the 3D Zeldas, I didn't really give this series that much of a look. Yeah, uh, I think a big reason why I'm not really invested in Zelda is because I I never really gave it a, a fair shake. Honestly, like I played it as a very young child. Like I said, it made me feel dumb because I'd get lost and I never knew what to do. And all I wanted to do was run to the right and you know beat the thing. Um, and even like Mega Man, you, you would select a stage and you'd like do it in the wrong order so you wouldn't get the weapons that you needed to make the game easier. But the game... You re- could still do it, though. Yes, the game rewarded perseverance. Whereas Zelda, right. if you didn't find the thing, you couldn't play the game. Um, and it didn't very... In my eyes, anyway, it didn't do a very good job of telling you how to find the thing or, you know, what have you. But I, I to this day, I've never played ocarina of time and i know a lot of my contemporaries that's kind of like the the game for them uh-huh. so that might color my perception of it quite a bit the fact that i haven't experienced that i did i did play wind waker uh, okay I almost beat it but i i don't know what happened i think i changed apartments or something and it got lost in the shuffle but um and i haven't owned a nintendo console since the gamecube so i i'm i'm totally just out of the loop nowadays i knew 
Zelda was sort of a big Nintendo franchise, but I don't think at the time I really realized like how beloved Zelda was until like I got on the internet and saw the way people talked about Zelda. Um, but yeah, I always assumed it was sort of like, you know, just kind of in the mix with like, you know, Metroid and, uh, you know, I don't know, F-Zero and other like things that weren't Mario that Nintendo made. Um, I didn't really understand that Zelda was to to a certain type of gamer uh, exactly as beloved as Mario, if not more so. So, um, yeah, I, I played Ocarina of Time because I was very excited about any big new 3D game at the time. And uh, I never beat Ocarina of Time, but I played a lot of it. I enjoyed it a lot. And then uh, around that time was also when the Game Boy Color came out. And I never owned a, a Game Boy. So I I got a Game Boy Color and the Link's Awakening. So this was the first 2D Zelda game I ever played. And I've also never beaten it, but I do think it's a really good one. And it's also one that uh, is interesting because it, it kind of set the tone for Zelda games going forward, because what happened, uh, I may have mentioned this on the show before, but there's a, a fun piece of, of trivia about this game that I love, which is that the uh, sort of lead like director of this game uh, watched Twin Peaks while this game was in production. And he was like, I want that kind of vibe for, for Zelda I want the game to be full of weird, interesting people that you can kind of get to know over the course of the game. Um, and so that's that's, a, I think, a fairly decent part of the tone of later Zelda games as well, is just all these freaking weirdos that are, are all over all over the game. And uh, this game really does start that for for the Zelda series. So it's a very, very characterful game in a lot of ways. Um, so do you think um, David Lynch should direct a Zelda movie? Uh, yeah, I can't see who'd be better for it, honestly. He's very comfortable with uh, with with properties that he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of experience with and that are, you know, kind of outside of, of the wheelhouse of the kind of movies he usually makes. I mean, his Dune is universally beloved, I believe. So, you know, Absolutely. yeah, universally, yeah. top to bottom, top to bottom. <laughs> Definitely so, uh, never needed to make another one. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, so so, yeah, they don't really get into the character part of of this game here in the, the Nintendo power spread. But they do um, they do essentially like an abbreviated strategy guide for the first like third of the game here. Um, and it's a pretty good one. You know, we get a full map of the uh, the overworld. We get uh, explanations for how to solve the first few kind of big environmental puzzles in the game. The one thing that's also very strange about this game that they pointedly do not mention here is this game has a lot of Mario enemies in it. Right. Yeah. I uh, got chain chomps. We got uh, Goombas and uh, fi um, uh, piranha plants. I think the only non Mario two uh, 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 appearance of wart. Yeah, so that's right. Wart is in this game. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. They mentioned the chain chomp Bow Wow here, but they just call him a dog. Like, if you look at the pictures, it's it's pretty clear what it is, but they just call him a dog. Yeah. 
I don't remember the conclusion of the game because, like I said, I mostly experienced this over the over my brother's shoulder uh, on the classic Game that, Boy I, I was gonna say that, green screen. That must have been tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that thing did it not was. have a lot of great viewing angles. No, no. So take from that what you will, but like, um, if memory serves, you know the ending of Mario Two. It, it was all a dream, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well I, d- I don't remember if this game takes place in the dream realm. I know it's teased in, in the text of this magazine, but maybe that's like a good explanation for why Wart pops up uh, here. I, I can say as somebody who does know about the ending of this game, it, it might well be. Oh, it might well. It um, might but well. I do like that they don't mention the chain shop. They refer to it just straight up as a dog. Yeah. So it's like in, in, in the Zelda world, dogs are chain shops. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Still less dangerous than the chickens. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Link, Link uh, showing uh, some risque. Yeah, he got leg some here. leg going yeah. on here. Uh, like in, in two so- different drawings. Saucy like, Link in this yeah. in this uh, magazine. Yeah, I'm I'm almost seeing cheek. It's a little mm-hmm. much to be honest. <laughs> and there's more than one rendering of it too. <laughs> Coming back to the game, uh, no longer talking about Link's butt. Um, the uh, the mechanics of this game, I I think it's interesting that this was probably the first one that uh, allowed you to jump. It did, yes. Yeah, and I always thought that was interesting because, again, for me, like that that's just like one of those things you take for granted. It's like it's an action game. You jump. That's what you do. And like Zelda games, it's like, oh, wait, you mean like I get like a context sensitive sometimes I can jump kind of thing? Mm. Like that, that was always very foreign to me. So it, like maybe that's part of where where there was a little bit of disconnect for me as well mm-hmm. where it's like just the way the character handled was a little bit more rigid yeah it's different than what you'd expect definitely um and i mean even in this game the jumping is tied to an item you have to have equipped yeah to be able to do it so yeah but um he's got to learn to jump got to learn to jump <laughs> and then forget how to jump yeah. uh once you un- unequip the item yeah. because you need like the bow or the shield there instead <laughs> I'll say going back to the chain chomp thing, I know that like not all dogs in Hyrule are chain chomps because there are some very good boys in Breath of the Wild who you can pet. You can pet the dog in Breath of the Wild. You can pet the dog in Breath of the Wild. That's true. Uh, yeah, I've heard lovely things about that game, but I, I do not have a Switch, uh, so I cannot, I cannot experience. Uh, it, it, is, it is quite good. That's what I've heard, yep. yeah. Put it on the back of the box. This game is quite good. <laughs> it's good. Bye. <laughs> so, uh, do we want to move on to Gargoyles Quest 2? Yeah, let's get into that ghoul realm. Yeah, so this is um, loosely, well, not loosely, this is just a straight up spinoff of... Uh, uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. And uh this is um this this these this Gargoyles Quest series, much like the the series it is spun off of, I believe is notorious for just being tough as nails, just absolutely punishing uh in its difficulty. Yeah, I don't I don't know that the Gargoyles Quest games are quite as hard as as Ghosts and Goblins because they're a little less rigid. I mean, they're more of like, a, uh, you know, an, they're almost more of like an action RPG in some ways. And um, they they do give you a few more movement options than uh, than than Arthur has in Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, it, but, it's hard in a different uh, way. 
it's hard in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have much firsthand knowledge of uh, Gargoyle's quest. Um, with the rate we've been going, uh, Trevor, I assume you've played through this entire game. <laughs> no, I haven't played through the entire no. game. Uh, okay. I did. I did play the NES version of this one, okay. uh, which, as far bit. as I can tell, is uh, from what they say in the magazine here is the same game. Like it's exactly yeah. the same as this, right? So that's what it says in the in the article. Um, yeah. I have never played the Game Boy version, but the NES version's quite solid. Um, Demon's Crest, a later game in the series that y'all will get to yeah. a while from now. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. I. I. You know, it's it's like one of those games that like it. I guess I have a similar relation to it as I do like Evo, where it's like I I want so desperately to love it, but like truthfully acknowledging what it is and what it what qualities it possesses, it's like it's a it's a flawed product. But um, honestly, like I don't know where else to say it. Like uh, it it stands as like one of those properties that it's fairly high on my list of things I'd love to see Capcom revive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, would, they, I mean, they they did bring back ghosts and goblins recently. They so, did, so you yeah. know, maybe Gargoyles Quest could could be in the in the the making in 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 the near future. I'd like to see that. I think yeah. it has a lot of potential. Yeah, and you know, Metroidvania style games are very very popular right now. Mm-hmm. Demon's Crest is somewhat similar to that that style of game, but moreover, just the the world and the art and the aesthetics are a huge portion of why. I, why these titles appeal to me um, yeah I, that that makes a lot of sense i mean demon's crest might be a flawed game but it is one of the most beautiful super nintendo games yeah i, I agree 100 percent. but um, this game gargoyles quest 2 i i don't have much to say about it honestly it, it's solid it, 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 it does have some like minor rpg elements to it much like demon's crest that uh make it an interesting experience or it there is like overworld map like progression like that you do have to collect items and whatnot there's a lot of dialogue with all sorts of crazy creatures and and denizens of this this demon realm or whatever um and from a graphical standpoint the nes version was really handsome and it looks like from the screenshots here uh, the game boy version pretty much follows suit terminator 2 the arcade game on the game boy Oof. why 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 would you how that could this the... why how could this be good in any way i'm trying to figure that out i don't think it's got anything about it that would translate to the game boy intact yeah i i don't we, know i've never we, played it so yeah we talked with uh joe about the snes version of this game with the, yeah with the light gun the super scope. yeah and he said it was easily the worst game out of all the Super Scope games. Um, so I can't imagine that this game gets a, a, an upgrade from that here on Game Boy. But now, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one um, other than like it's baffling to me that they'd even attempt to put this game on the Game Boy. Yes, that's how I feel about it. Like, just what? <laughs> like it's what? like all right well uh what do you say we say hasta la vista baby to that one and uh, uh there uh move on to counselor's corner anybody have anything uh they want to point out in the counselor's corner section here no i mean there's uh the thing about mylon secret castle which is you know like that it's always fun seeing that game still get mentioned it was a pretty early uh-huh. I think it was a, a semi-early nes game that uh 
you know, it was weird, but uh, I, I, I thought it was all right. Um, I've seen people play this game on like streams and stuff, and it's interesting in that context, but I don't really think I would ever uh, want to play it myself. Yeah. The, the uh, Game Boy one? Not the Game Boy one, sorry. Oh, okay. the, the NES one. I don't know much about this Game Boy version or if there's any major differences. No, there, there's some there's some elements to the gameplay in my own secret, secret castle that feel antiquated in a way that's like, I'm not from that generation as much yeah, as I'd like to, yeah. as much as I'd like to claim that I am. It's like, no, these, these no. are mechanics that just have no place in games these days. Yeah. It's like, everything's a secret. Go yeah. That's a game yes. that seems designed to sell strategy guides. Uh, or if not that, then just, to, to be a thing you can pick at for like months at a time. Exactly. Uh, because yeah. you don't have any other games to play. So it's, I don't yeah, want to rub up on a bunch of blocks and hope for the best. Like with my <laughs> afternoon, that's that just doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me. Hope you didn't go through the wrong door. You're going back three levels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, from my understanding, Mylon's Secret Castle on Game Boy is more or less the same game as the NES, but maybe semi truncated in some ways. Um, I, th- I think I. I think I remember Jeremy Parrish saying something about that in a recent episode of NES Works. Yeah. Uh, Big Papa Parrish. Big Papa Parrish. Shout out to him. Uh, uh, one thing I'd like to point out is I haven't tested this myself. I, I do own the game, but I haven't tested this. Um, uh, Buster Bust Loose. Yeah. Um, that. How do I jump off the train in stage 2D? Um, it, like the answer to their question, like they make it sound like it's a glitch or a bug or something. Because they're like, go to the options screen and make sure that your settings are, are set this way. And then if it doesn't work, do it again. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. It, it's Me complete either, nonsense. Yeah. Um, but hmm. again, I, I, I haven't tested it. Like, I don't recall having any sort of issues jumping off of a train in that game. Maybe I'll have to go back and test that. But... Um, yeah, I just thought that that it is an honest answer. It's just it comes it reads as complete nonsense. Hopefully it makes sense when you do it. That's all I can say. <laughs> how do I jump off the train? It's <laughs> like, well, uh, how about you try hitting the jump button and uh, moving off the train? So moving on, we got uh, we got the NES version of Pugsley's Scavenger Hunt, which confusingly is apparently actually a port of the first Adam's Family Super Nintendo game and not the Super Nintendo game that's actually called Pugsley's Scavenger Hunt. Uh, this might be for the best because that is a much better game than Pugsley's Scavenger Hunt. But Yes, yeah, it but is. Very um, weird that they would do that, though. Yeah, yeah, because again, like, I think that making Pugsley the protagonist of an Adam's Family game is weird because he seems like, honestly, the least interesting character out of all of them. But he's a little boy, and who yeah. are we thinking plays video games if we're a marketing department I, right now? Right. It's, I, it's yeah. you, you know, uh, like, surely yeah. Pugsley must be the Bart Simpson of the Addams Family. Yeah, blue, blue shirt Bart Simpson was kind of a big deal. Yeah. I never watched this particular animated adaptation of the Addams Family. I don't think much of the style of it but there's an image of wednesday uh like a a drawing of wednesday that is maybe the single worst piece of art that's ever appeared in a nintendo power issue that i've seen (laughs) uh it looks like mo sizzlack it does look like mo it looks a lot like mo honestly uh she's got her arms crossed her shoulders are up above where her ears would be 
and uh, she's got this really wide scowling face, and it is just it is just abysmal looking. Yeah, but uh, coming back to what Link was saying about selecting Pus- Pugsley, Pugsley, like the the least defined, the least interesting member of the entire cast of the Adams family. It's like there's there's no other reason to to put Pugsley in the driver's seat other than it was the style at the time. Yep, because even in those movies, Pugsley was just there to be a punchline for most of Wednesday's jokes. <laughs> right, because the movies really made Wednesday, they like remade Wednesday as a character into like the, you know, probably like the most interesting and compelling character in the Adams family. They did not do the same for Pugsley. <laughs> yeah, what what were they going to do? Like make Wednesday the playable character? Oh, yeah. You can't have a girl character be the main one. Like right. seriously like only there's only like five Super Nintendo games in which the main character that you primarily play as is a woman, and it's pretty yeah, it's pretty depressing. And one of those is an alien game. Yeah, I want to say this was like what the metal bikini era of women in games. Pretty much, pretty much. You know, the, yeah. there's a Valis game. There's an alien uh, Alicia Dragon. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, yeah. Diversity on the SNES is not amazing. No. It's not, um, which is why we end up with two different games uh, starring Pugsley Adams. So, yeah. Uh, But anyway, I don't know. Does anyone have anything in particular to say about this? Does anyone like know about this cartoon at all? I I saw an episode of it back in the day. Um, It was a very generic kids cartoon. I don't really remember liking it or disliking it. It was just like on. I remember the marketing for it pretty well, but I, I, Definitely watched it, but it didn't resonate with me. And and that's coming from somebody who was exposed to those movies from an early age and quite enjoyed them. But if, that wasn't enough. The cartoon did almost nothing for me. I was too busy with what Eek the Cat and stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, actual yeah, the cat. actual, actual good, cartoons. good cartoons. Yeah, and that's another one that got a Super Nintendo game. Oh, that I believe. Oh. Um, Chibi Final Fight, I guess, for the NES. Uh, I've played, I've played a lot of Final Fight. Have not played this one. Yeah, um, this one looks interesting to me. I never touched this version, but it seems, it seems like something that might be fun. Um, they uh, are pretty clear to point out this is a one-player game, and you know, if it's different enough from mainline Final Fight that uh, you don't really feel that lack of the co-op, that might be okay in this case. Yeah, Final Fight's had a bit of an issue with that on Nintendo systems. It's it like... has, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, you played this one? Yeah, I Tre- have Trevor? actually. Yeah. Um, I, okay. What do you What do you think of Mighty Final Fight? I, I think it's a I think it's a a fine beat 'em up, especially considering the hardware. Um, you know, beat 'em ups on the NES have a very different feel, and um, that to me that's the essence of beat 'em up games is it, it's it's this weird intangible th- thing that I, I always come back to the the phrase feel um a good beat 'em up has a very specific feel to it like um for instance turtles in time has a wonderful feel to it uh when you dash and you shoulder charge into a foot clan like troop it it feels just right like the timing of it and the stickiness that comes with your contact with the opponent it it feels right um, whereas something like, I don't know, like Rival Turf 
it, it feels a little loose. Like it feels like you're not actually yeah. quite making contact. You're just kind of like throwing throwing jabs out there, and the game makes a graphical effect that tells you, "Oh, that that connected. Cool. I'll just keep hitting that button." Um, Mighty Final Fight has that a little bit of stickiness. The throwing in it feels a little a little loose. It doesn't quite. It feels like the sprites are just kind of doing their own thing. Like it doesn't feel like you have complete control over it. Uh, but in terms of like when you you're punching the enemies and they get stun locked and stuff, it actually feels pretty good. And the art style is extraordinarily foreign uh, by American gaming standards yes. in 1993. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, case in point, the artwork has that uh, American um, Mega Man art vibe to it. Yeah. Oh, that cover art for this is incredible yeah. looking. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, they, they still Lord. got the chibi proportions in there, even though they've they've definitely westernized it. They're so unchibi, though. <laughs> They're hideous. They look like garbage pail kids. <laughs> they do look like garbage pail kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Um, and then that style from the cover art has then been adapted by the, the, the Nintendo Power Artists trying to do a version of that for the like inset images in this spread. I, I love so, it. I love it. I'm just, yeah, I'm going to straight up say, I love it. It is weird. It is silly. <laughs> and I love it. It's very nineties radical. And I actually do appreciate it. Cause it is an earnest attempt to emulate what they were given. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> um, so it is representative of the actual product, but um, yeah, this game, if, if memory serves, um, I did not have a Nintendo Power subscription in my youth. Um, however, my brother uh, did have a GamePro subscription, and uh, at some point we like got a library sale. Like we, I think we walked into like one of those airplane hangar library sales, and I picked up a bunch of game players. Um, and uh, I always thought it was neat that that editorial crew I think migrated to PlayStation Magazine, uh, which what I was I was an ardent reader of, but. Um, if memory serves, like the Game Pro review of this game was not kind. Um, like they they kind of pooped all over it, and I want to say it was just the the console bias where it was like it it's an NES game in in the 16 bit era. It's not going to get its fair shake. Um, and also, you know, I think Final Fight Two was on the horizon, so this game, or maybe even had come out already, but um, this game was thought of as just kind of like an in between thing that again by by western standards probably was just like what is this uh-huh um, yeah. but it's a fine beat up uh, if you ask me like it actually is pretty fun cool. and uh what's more um as detailed like they gave this a lot of pages um as detailed as it is um if memory serves they don't really do a good job of highlighting the mechanics of the game like, they do talk a little bit about how there's an exp system in this yeah uh but that's kind of it i think as far as talking about like what makes this game different from any other version of well, Final what, Fight. what makes this game interesting is that it kind of uh, utilizes mechanics that won't be integrated into like the mainline final fight games until like the third one okay um, not even the second one not not until not until like 1995 uh, where we get final fight three or final fight tough mm-hmm. as it as it's called in japan mm-hmm. which is by far the better title um, but yeah, there's a lot of special moves you can do, like 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 directional pad input buttons, like Street Fighter style moves you can do in this game cool. um, that make it kind of impressive, like for what it is. I, I do like how they show you some of the things that you can do in this game via like comic panels. Like you've got this comic panel of of the sprite Cody just punching a guy and then throwing him into a pit. 
Um, <laughs> which they're also letting us know that, like, the oh, you know, Harbor Town, they're just not keeping up their streets very well. Uh, That's true, yeah. You know, like, hey, nobody comes in here because of all the gang activity. Like, oh, is this copaganda? What's happening right now? I like the caption on that. Bye. This guy won't be coming back soon. Yeah, because he's dead. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Cody <laughs> killed yeah, he, him. He, he, he fell in a pit. He's you don't come back from that. Well, I mean, there there has to be a reason why you know in Street Fighter Alpha Three, Cody's in jail. It's like Cody's in jail because he threw a Cody, bunch of people in a pit. <laughs> Cody, look, Cody just couldn't stop fighting. <laughs> he just couldn't stop fighting. He fought so hard, he became the mayor. <laughs> I also I also like the little things that they say to kind of introduce themselves. Like guys sounds like his his OKC profile. Like I'm guy. <laughs> I'll take you through the slums. It's no place to be alone. Like. <laughs> Like Cody, this is just like you know, like like he's the next contestant up on Jeopardy, and and uh, and the host is going to ask him a little bit about himself really quickly. Like, uh, I'm Cody, the Mad Gear Gang has taken my girlfriend. I'm going to get her back. <laughs> yeah, like, like, all right then. Well, good luck on the show today. Well, his the next his other line <laughs> using power moves like my knee bash. I'll quickly max out my experience points. That's like his. That's like his his next line. And far yeah. as far as his like dating profile goes, it's like I have aspirations. I have a five year plan. It involves kneeing people. <laughs> involves kneeing people and experience points. I cannot get into it too deep, but just trust me on this. <laughs> We are going places. <laughs> <laughs> so I've thought about this, which is what I think every time I, I engage with Final Fight. Hagar's not a great mayor, is he? <laughs> like, this entire city has been overrun by the Mad Gear gang. They have carved up the city into five districts. Like, what is he doing when he's not out here literally beating them up to save his frequently kidnapped daughter? I want to know why they think they need to kidnap his daughter. Like they seem to be doing fine with this dude as the mayor. You'd think that you wouldn't want to piss him off. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. As, As Cody says in one of these comic panels, I find it hard to believe that these fools actually got to Jessica again. Like, yeah, me too. Also like this version of Hagar looks like if Mario was a wrestler. It does a bit, yeah. And not Captain Lou Albano, but just like a yeah, different yeah, wrestler right, right, who right, was also yeah. Mario. Yes. Yeah, something about the the way they drew his hair in particular uh, just doesn't doesn't quite look right. It's that weird, like, spiky, like, tendril that's popping off the side there that, that bothers me, I think. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't taken the steps to, like, confirm it, but I've always suspected that he was modeled after Don Fry. Or uh, maybe mm. Dan Severn. Uh, those, okay. those would both be like like mixed martial artists or like kickboxers or wrestlers of okay. the day who brandished mighty mustaches. <laughs> uh huh. That would make sense. Yeah. The uh, the thing that I always uh, I, I always think might have been an inspiration for him is uh, is eighties Freddie Mercury. Oh, the cover well. art for the Super Nintendo cartridge. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, because it wouldn't be the only time that like a piece of Japanese media has just inserted Freddie Mercury into the thing as like a very strong guy. So it's entirely possible Absolutely. that there's yeah. a variety of inspirations. But yeah, like uh, uh, here, though, uh, I, d- I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> well, um, I, I just wanted to ask real quick, being as I, I got you both on the mic. 
uh, you're mm. in here with me now. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Final Fight wasn't especially highly regarded by the by the two of you, right? The Super Nintendo version, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe, maybe it's nostalgia goggles, but I've always actually kind of liked it, even though it suffers massively from from having just you know a one player option, no two player co op. I'm mm-hmm. um, not, especially not three player, but. I don't know. There's something about it, and it comes back to that that concept of feel that I was rambling about. I mean, earlier. it is still Final Fight. It is still a Capcom beat em up oh, yeah, game. Yeah. Um, I think it's just. Um, I don't know. There are some technical issues with that Super Nintendo version of it that go beyond the one player thing. Uh, that that kind of bug me, but yeah, like it's still. I mean, I would still rather play Final Fight than a number of beat-em-ups on the Super Nintendo, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember you, like, completely crapping on or anything. It's just I, I wanted to ask about that first game. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was mostly just, like, it, it was just a real shame that they, they didn't have uh, two-player co-op. It, it just, like, that's one of those things to me where it's where I just kind of feel like if, if you can't get two-player co-op in your arcade brawler, like, what are you even doing releasing it at this point? Like, I, I don't know, but that's... That's just me. It'd be like, you know, releasing a PlayStation fighting game and not getting cloud in there. Like, whoa, why are you even bothering? <laughs> like, you're making a PlayStation All-Stars and you don't have Laura Croft, Crash Bandicoot, or cloud. What are you doing? It's okay. You got the big daddy and the guy from Infamous. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got two versions of Cole McGrath from Infamous. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, PlayStation All Stars didn't really uh didn't really work out. No, no. Not really. No. Not really. Yeah, you got Polygon Man though. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, Polygon Man was actually his inclusion was my favorite thing about <laughs> that game, I think. It's like, hey, I remember that guy. I remember the like three months of ads they had with him mm-hmm. before they realized he was weird and alienating <laughs> and moved on to something else. <laughs> oh, PlayStation. Hey, speaking of PlayStation, uh, I, again, do not have an actual segue for that, but Bubble Bobble Part 2. I feel like we have talked about more sequels to Bubble Bobble at this point. Uh, we really have. Uh, there's so many of like, them. Oh, I think we talked about Bubble Bobble Part 2 for Game Boy, which is a very different game from this one, as, as the magazine helpfully tells us. But both of those are yes. different from what I thought was actually the sequel to Bubble Bobble, which was uh, Rainbow Islands. I always thought that was the actual sequel but maybe i'm wrong about that uh no you're you're right rainbow islands is it certainly is a sequel and it's like kind of i think one of the main ones people think about i I think maybe but i don't know where it goes in the chronology here i I feel like maybe bubble bobble became such a big thing and rainbow islands was such a different kind of game that maybe taito just thought like like, hey consider it necessarily the same well i feel like maybe taito just said like hey we need to make an actual like bubble bobble sequel that plays like bubble bobble because people want more bubble bobble um yeah and this is more bubble uh, yes bobble, yeah so this you is know. Uh, definitely more more of that um i liked bubble bobble back in the day that's that was a mouthful yeah fun game yeah. uh yeah. bubble bobble yeah. Yeah. trevor did you ever play bubble bobble <laughs> uh yeah actually there's a there's an arcade uh in my neck of the woods called Adaball. Oh uh, well, it's a it's a barcade actually, uh, but, not not trademarked, but it's it's a bar that also houses arcade machines. Um, it's called Ataball, and it's in Fremont, uh, in Seattle, um, just down the hill from me. 
and uh, they have a bubble bubble uh, cabinet, and uh, that's largely where my experience with the game comes from, uh, is the arcade version, because it's it's one quarter, and uh, in terms of bang for your buck, in terms of like how much how many minutes uh, you get to spend on the machine for twenty five cents, uh, it probably has the best value. Um, so that's that's usually what I'll do, like when I'm going down there to like spend an afternoon or something, is uh, finish out a session. Uh, with Bubble Bubble, because I get, I know I'm going to get a healthy amount of play out of that one quarter. Metal Slug 3 is my go-to. Um, and uh, before, I think the machine, I think it may have gotten swapped out by now, but Marvel versus Capcom, I used to see if I could beat it. And uh, it was always a toss-up. I would pretty consistently get to Onslaught, but it's such a toss-up whether I'm going to beat him or not. But um, yeah, uh, Arcade Bubble Bobble was basically the extent of my connection to the game. Cool. I don't know if I ever played the arcade version. I don't know how different it is from the NES version, but I rented the NES version constantly because it was, you know, again, it was one of those great co-op games that uh, that were a lot of fun to play when you had friends over. Yeah, once again, I never owned this, but I never owned Bubble Bobble, but I did know people who had it. So it was a very fun game to play with other people. So, yeah. Um, and I assume I would like this because it's still Bubble Bobble. It's just more levels, basically. So, hey, that's uh, Bubble Bobble Part 2. Uh, Revenge. Revenge. Uh, next up, we've got the Power Shop. Well, I guess we got some Power Puzzlers, too. Well, let's go through each one of these. and uh, No, let's let's not do that. But uh, Let's not, yeah. <laughs> also, I, I think that the version that I have scanned in here, which is probably the same one you two have, I, I think they got some of these answers wrong, so... But, uh, they got one of them wrong, at yeah. least. Yeah, they did not even try to do the uh, the the question that is, uh, what is the name of the ghoul realm? They just did not want to go back and look at that uh, super ghoul or that that um, that that uh, Gargoyles Quest 2 for more than one answer. So, yeah. <laughs> This might be the first, um, actually, I don't know if this is, well, no, it probably isn't the first, uh, edition of, like, Nintendo Power, you know, selling more stuff to its, uh, subscribers, but, um, this was a thing that I think would evolve into what they would later call the Nintendo Power Supplies, or, uh, Club Mm. Nintendo Power, and all this other stuff, of of which I ordered quite a few things from back in the day, um, some of which I've still got, I've still got, like, some, like molded plastic Donkey Kong Country figures, the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack on CD. I think I've still got somewhere. Uh, that was the first video game soundtrack I ever bought. Um, and um, at one point, I did actually get a whole bunch of back issues, which is how I ended up with a copy of Nintendo Power Number One that I've still got in very good condition uh, in a drawer set here. The thing that they are offering here, where you can pay fifty dollars to get all 50 back issues of Nintendo power seems like an incredibly good deal to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. There's a lot of items here that, um, you know, they're, they're trying to make sound equally exciting. I think the back issues of the magazine are really like the main one that catches my eye though. Yeah. The watch looks pretty ho-hum. Same thing with the, the I love, I love the watch's description because it's like this stylish analog watch features precise two hand analog. movements. Yeah. Like a watch. Um, (laughs) It's very, very, uh, you know, it's very, very much in the same, same vein as, uh, you know, car with uh, 
car car with metal outer plating to prevent fall apart. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> uh, we also got the uh, the power challenge trading card holder, which uh, is just the holder. It's not the actual cards. You still have to fish through the magazine to get the cards, which I, I've actually That's still right. got some yeah. of those cards, uh, a few of them, but. And then the the uh, Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Adventures comics, which uh, yeah. I do think were quite good. Yeah, no, cool that you can buy those here, too, all collected like that. Yeah, um, honestly, I, I kind of wish I had that Super Mario Adventures thing, just the, the whole the whole book. But uh, maybe someday I'll find it at some random convention or something. Who knows? So one thing that I do want to talk about here is the uh, members only T-shirt where they've got the apostrophe uh, before the S in members, Um, which I was like, why is there this weird typo on the shirt that that is then replicated multiple times in the description of the shirt? Like, did they really think this was like the way to do uh, that? This was right. I didn't even catch that. But you're right. Oh, my goodness. It's all over the place. And know. my theory, uh, which actually, this is my theory. My my partner came up with this after I showed her this. Do you think that members only is a trademarked term oh. and this was their way around it? Probably. Because I think that might be yeah. it. Um, but it is. I just feel like there's better ways you could do that than like deliberately <laughs> making a typo on your shirt. I mean, it's like, oh no, it's not a typo. It's the member. Only members are allowed to wear this shirt. It is the members, members only members shirt. Is only. <laughs> members is only. Uh, I can't believe I didn't even. I haven't. I've never caught that before. That is so that that is wild. That's one of those things now that I have to see. Like, did they actually go to print like that? Like, right. Are there are there Super Power Club T-shirts like on eBay right now with that that typo? <laughs> huh. OK, uh, well, I know what I'm doing after we're done recording this. Uh, I got to hit eBay. I got to find these now. Um, but no, I, I, I bought I, uh, another thing that I still have is a, a CD carrier uh-huh. from the Play It Loud era with the Play It Loud logo on it. And uh, I actually I scanned that thing and I actually used it for the cover art for these episodes. So the uh, the weird embossed looking metal Play It Loud oh, logo that cool. I've got on the, for the covers. That's what oh. I got that from. Actually, oh, wow. I just ran it through Photoshop and, and did cool. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Inside baseball for you all there. Next up. Player, the, the player's poll challenge, uh, the, the Nintendo Power's monthly contest where they would. Uh, th- this was originally how they used to harvest data from their users. Uh-huh. You, you'd actually be entered into a drawing to win something, whereas uh, now you just have to uh, you have to do it if you want to keep using the website. Yep. Um, but uh, hey, some pretty cool things here. You could win a game for a, a game a week for fifty weeks. I wonder if they decided what the game was. Uh, they probably did. A lot of them were probably not great games, but uh, every you know. mahjong title we've got. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got five Game Boys each, complete with five games. Can't imagine what on earth you would need five Game Boys for. Nope. Um, so I guess you got to pick one of five different grand prizes if you were the grand prize winner. So you, you did, yeah. Uh, uh, prize number three, a $500 certificate to use at your local Nintendo dealer, uh, i.e. toy store, I'm assuming. That's what that means. Probably. A power party for 50 friends at your local arcade. 
who has 50 friends? <laughs> who right. does have 50 friends? Nobody, yeah. No, like, here's the thing with these. You got one more uh, of these to, to list here. Yeah, um, uh, 50 pounds of quarters, which I did the math on that. That's about a thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, I think of these, the only one of them you really want to select is the 50 games for in 50 weeks thing. Because, like... Presumably you like games a lot if you're playing the if, if you're you're entering this drawing, you're reading this magazine. That seems like the best option. The only other one apart from that, that I think you would want is the five hundred dollar gift certificate, because the other ones are all really weird prizes, like five Game Boys with five games. Who needs that? Uh, do you think they would party? Do you think they actually gave you 50 pounds of quarters or do you think like they would just cut you a check for a thousand? I don't bucks? know. I hope they didn't give you that because that one seems like a curse. Hey, that's me. the one I would pick. Like that. <laughs> okay. As an adult in 2022, yeah, I got, I got laundry to do and I need 50 you know pounds what? of that's quarters. That's true. I have to go through. That, that's true, actually. Uh, here in 2022, I do have to go through a whole process whenever I have to get more quarters for laundry. So why do you think I go to Attaball? That's a <laughs> I don't, fair. Yeah. I don't drink. Yeah, I don't hang out at bars. Uh, I need their quarter need machine. Their quarter machine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fair enough. Okay, so and I justify it by playing exactly one game at the very least before. Okay, I leave. there you go. <laughs> there you go. A few perks of home ownership. I do not have to do that anymore. <laughs> um, and also, nobody has fifty. Friends. So an arcade party for 50 <laughs> friends is just weird. It ends up uh, I feel like this is just like Simpsons reference the episode, but I feel like this is the, the, the situation you're getting into there is truly just like Martin Prince's above ground pool party. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I can't even think of like what sort of venue could even fit like 50. Like, I mean. Like, you'd, you'd basically have to take them to, like, a Discovery Zone or something, right? Like, that's the only kind of thing back then that was going to fit 50 kids at once. Like, any arcade that I can think of back then. I like, mean, yeah. A, a, a 50 normal kids in that arcade. A normal arcade would probably not fit 50 kids. But, yeah, I think, like, a Discovery Zone or, like, we had a thing um, where I grew up. They, they had, like, one of those, like, family fun centers that was, like, a thing that had, like, you know, go-karts and laser tag and arcade games and stuff that probably could oh, yeah, have fit yeah. 50 people as well but yeah yeah we we you had a, a place called funplex yeah yeah right out here yeah. uh, I guess, okay now that i think about it we had like a um in in st louis we had like a, a, a mall where like the entire basement was just one large uh tilt arcade uh-huh um that sounds that sick. would probably that would have probably accomodated 50 yeah. people but like yeah. also like yeah, these aren't even your friends. These are just your random ass classmates that's what that you saying, don't even yeah. like that much. Like, that's, what, that's right. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder who won and which one they picked. I don't know. I, if, I, I, if I just want to know which one they picked. If you are listening to this show and you were the winner of this competi- competition, <laughs> please let us know what you picked and how it went. Please come on the show and tell everybody. Yeah. We need to know this. Yeah. Info. We have got we to would know. love to know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, second prize winners get a t-shirt. <laughs> Members only. <laughs> Members. Is- Members is only. Oh, uh, Nintendo Power Top 20. They did this. Uh, this was, I believe, based on the players poll data that they would get every month. Um, and anything stand out to anybody? Um, Star Fox right up at the top. Not a huge yeah, surprise. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a top twenty list. It's it's a. Uh, I like that they they do like you would do for for like record releases or movie releases, and they note like how long it's right, been on the yeah. chart. Like, oh yeah, for the yeah. top spots anyway. Like Star Fox is a fairly recent arrival at at four months, but um, <clears throat> as far as I know, Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past was kind of like it was a launch game. So yeah, it was kind of the king of the list for a while there. Yeah. But um, I will point out that uh, Turtles in Time should be in the top three. It's not, mm-hmm. but it should be. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, it's there. It's number ten. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that should is... be top three. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm biased. I'm I'm intensely biased when it comes to that game. But I guess it was pretty far back in the rearview mirror by this point, so I can kind of understand um, that. It, it, yeah. I'm a little surprised 90... to see it below Tiny Tunes, but like Tiny Tunes is newer just... though, so yeah, yeah, it was was also a very good game. But yeah. yeah, I think just in the broader cultural sense, I think the turtles were on the down like they were starting to slip a little bit by yeah. the time we get into 93 because that was post turtles 2 and turtles 3 wouldn't be out for a little while and that, that didn't, didn't really recover the fortunes of that turtles didn't really help so any. much yeah <laughs> yeah and look over on the uh the nes side of things legend of zelda 58 months on that list wow nuts yeah, yeah. still number two yeah not a whole lot on there that jumps out at me in terms of like things i'd like to see rated higher um I mean, Kirby's Adventure, I'm kind of surprised. Like, that game's really solid. That game's great. I would put it above Battletoads, certainly. Absolutely, yeah. And then uh, we get to now playing a bunch of new releases, some things that we have not talked about yet, so I don't know how accurate some of these are. We got Ultima, the False Prophet, which we have not talked about yet. Uh, Troddlers, which we have not talked about yet. But uh, Super Turrican, we did. Um think we yep oh i, I think I, I turned around on that one i, I don't think i liked it at first you did, and then, yeah but then i, I kind of yeah, you went back and played it and yeah decided it was better than you thought it was originally yeah. did we actually change the ranking on that one because i, I... uh a little bit okay. we moved it up a little bit because we had something that was going to go around it and then we were like well this should actually go in a different place so that we can decide that okay but yeah okay uh royal rumble obviously we just talked about that in the last episode run saber we talked about not too long ago dungeon master the somewhat talked about a little while ago yeah Yeah. i yeah not sure that one belonged on the super nintendo it was a little awkward controlling that one uh which they they actually do say a little bit about in the the review here so yeah yeah then uh Got Carmen San Diego, Mario is missing, Bubsy, Alien Three. We've talked about all of those. Um, I don't think we've talked about Tough enough yet, though. No, I think that one's coming up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've already discussed Rocky and Bullwinkle, and yeah, their their commentary on that one was uh, uh, kind of on par with what we said. Uh, doesn't control. I think we break. actually. No, I think we liked the humor a little more than they did, actually. Oh, the, oh, they didn't uh, like. They the, do oh, mention. Okay. Well, they they mention that the humor of the cartoons is not in the game, and that was actually I think we complimented it on was at least having like a very funny uh, opening uh, animation uh, with with some fun dialogue in it. So yeah, yeah, that that felt very appropriate for so, Rocky and Bull. I mean, they're, they're right. There's nothing much in the levels themselves, but you know, credit yeah. words too. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh God, Super Widget! Have either of you heard of of Widget? I haven't. I have to admit, I've never heard of this. 
Yeah, um, I'm actually at Link. I'm I'm kind of excited because uh, Super Widget is a character design, and and just a property that I have very distinct memories of of just kind of like being everywhere for a few minutes in my childhood. But for the life of me, I can't recall what what it was and what the deal was. Like maybe you can let us know. I yeah, I actually do remember this one because yeah, it was a very short lived cartoon. Um, the, uh, the, the voice actor for Widget was, I believe the same actor who did like the nephews and the DuckTales cartoons. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> and like exact same voice oh, too. Yeah. Uh, this was a very environmentalist show, um, you know, teaching kids to, to, you know, be good to the earth. Don't just go throwing garbage on the ground. If you do that, that will definitely fix climate change. Just don't. Don't pollute and everything will be fine. Uh, climate change is definitely a personal problem and, and not systemic at all. Um, Boy, I'm so. looking at a picture. And I, I can't really tell what he looks like from the, the screenshots in the magazine here. Looking at a picture of the cover art. Uh, that guy is uh, that guy is off putting. He is. Uh, he's flexing. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like yeah. he's like a smoother polygon man. <laughs> He yeah. looks like a jet a I, Jetsons I reject kind of. He does look like a Jetsons reject, yeah. 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 Um he looks like the purple version of the little green alien that that only Fred can see. Oh yeah, Osmodeon. No, yeah, Kazoo yeah. is Flintstones, right? <laughs> yeah. G- uh, yeah. 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 Um I don't actually I wonder, was that a Hanna-Barbera thing? Like, did the Hanna-Barbera... I mean, it certainly looks like it could be, but I don't know. I feel like around this time was when Hanna-Barbera pivoted into trying to make, like, slightly more current-seeming cartoons, like Two Stupid Dogs. So this may have not Mm. been quite in their wheelhouse at this point. Yeah, I don't remember who made this. This might have been, like, one of those things that, like, Saban just picked up for a song and put out there, for all I know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I will do plenty of research on it when we actually get to the game in a proper episode yeah, of the show. Yeah, okay. so. looking forward to it. Then. Yeah, uh, we got uh, PTO pay time off. Uh, love it. Always love pay time yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, show about unionization or a game about unionization. I'm sure. Uh, so I'm sure there'll be nothing uh, object uh, that, that we'll find objectable about that game at all. Then we got uh, the NES stuff, which, you know, Mighty Final Fight, Adam's Family, Bubble Bubble Part 2. We got the Game Boy stuff. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation on Game Boy, which was not covered in the magazine. But uh, I guess that is... That's next. That's actually next there. issue. Uh, they, they mention at the very ah, end that okay. that's going to be talked about in the next one. So, so okay. well, it's day is coming. Well, then, make it so. Engage. I love Star Trek. We 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 are big fans of, uh, are, of yes. Star Trek. I like yeah. I like their um their their name drop and characters here. O'Brien gets uh, that's right. Big yeah. Here. Apparently, that's interesting. The only respect he'll ever get. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, uh, have you seen Lower Decks? <laughs> that's right. He is the most important person in in <laughs> history, according to that show. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love O'Brien. I mean, you know, he. he a lot of stuff happens to him. He has just but, the, uh, truly the worst luck of basically any character in that entire franchise. Uh, and also the worst marriage. <laughs> I was just going to say, also, he married a woman that apparently he can't stand. So. Yeah. 
Street Fighter 2 Turbo is coming up. I think that'll be uh, next issue. I, I don't think we're actually going to be talking about Street Fighter 2 Turbo until August of 93, I think is when that actually came out. Um, but uh, yeah, that is going to be a lot of fun because I, I think I, I was talking to somebody about this on Twitter. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously we have to do the science of still course, yeah. to, to determine this. But I have a strong suspicion that Street Fighter 2 Turbo will end up being the best game, the best fighting game on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I, I don't think anything tops this as, as far as just like like being a really, really solid, fun fighting game. I mean, I don't know. We're going to have to eventually deal with Rise of the Robots and then all, all games, all all bets are off so but until <laughs> well, then we'll true. see you know <laughs> yeah and i guess i guess we still have that ronma game coming yep. up uh hard battle yeah ronma hard battle uh got that power rangers zord fighting that's a pretty game. decent game that actually. one's pretty good actually yeah yeah, yeah that, that one is all right yeah, yeah. no yeah. You, you're probably and, uh, right link um like, you're, you're you are probably right yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, we will have to see as we go. But yeah, it, it's going to be hard for anything to to really beat uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that definitely will not be beating Street Fighter Two Turbo is the SNES version of Mortal Kombat. Do you want to talk about this, Trevor? You alluded to this earlier, I think. Uh, sure. Uh, so we have an article here in the Pack Watch section. So this is like coming attractions for video games. Um, and what we had mentioned earlier was the phrase "the distinguished competition." Um, and what we're alluding to there is that um, despite like all these different screenshots of Super Nintendo and Game Boy iterations of the upcoming Mortal Kombat port and even mention of like, I don't know, the questionable quality of, of an arcade port coming to consoles, they never once mentioned Sega. Um, Sega and Genesis, I don't even think either of those words are printed anywhere in this magazine um, cause that's, that's how they're choosing to, to handle the situation. Um, it's, it's common knowledge that the Genesis port of Mortal Kombat is the preferred version of that game. Um, t- like obviously they wouldn't know that cause uh, we have the benefit of, you know, being able to look backwards like retrospectively, but, um, it's just strange that they wouldn't even mention that there's another version of the game that will, will inevitably turn out to be the better um, they don't even mention that it's in development. Um, it's it's a curious way of well, navigating that that idea. Yeah, and, and and I mean they're already sort of doing damage control here because I, I guess by this point, you know, let's be frank, less biased magazines are probably already reporting that the Super Nintendo version is not going to have any blood or guts or anything. Um, you know, anything that you would actually come to Mortal Kombat for, because, hey, I'm going to be real frank right now. I don't think that first Mortal Kombat is a good fighting game. Um, all the characters have the exact same moves, except for their special moves. Like, you play that game because the fatalities are fun. Um, I Yeah, I don't think very highly of the original Mortal Kombat, outside of just the the, the, the cheesy blood and everything else that, that put Mortal Kombat on the map and would pave the way for better games down the no, road. I, I actually agree. Um, uh, I think we talked about that yeah. uh, when we talked about the Mortal Kombat movie. Like the yeah. first, the, the second game mm-hmm. is where it actually became interesting from a mechanical standpoint. The first one is, it's slow, it's clunky. Uh, it doesn't even sound all that good, even the arcade version. Um, the one thing I guess it had going for it, like from a gameplay standpoint, was that 
um, well, actually, it's a little bit of a liability by today's standards. It's like everybody has a projectile in the game, mm-hmm. which maybe from a certain point of view you could think of as being an improvement, like as compared to like a Street Fighter that has grappler characters like Zangief. But like when you really sit down and think about that, it's like, yeah, like so you're saying having variations in the gameplay styles of the characters is a bad thing. <laughs> it's like, no, actually it's, mm-hmm. it's not a good thing to have a totally homogenous cast of characters, but yeah, the, the first one is, it's not that great. It, it, it was a gimmick and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but they're obviously, you know, already trying to play defense a little yeah. bit here in addressing that, the, the, the lack of the thing you actually want from a mortal Kombat game. And, um, uh, and hey, uh, 50 issues later, when they're talking about the top 100 games released on Nintendo systems and Mortal Kombat 2 is on there, they will backpedal that and be like, yeah, Nintendo kind of figured out that people didn't want a, a tamer version of Mortal Kombat. So uh, by the time Mortal Kombat 2 came out, they did away with, uh, you know, with all the censorship and just let the blood fly. And, it, and, and as a result, like the Super Nintendo has kind of like the definitive version of Mortal Kombat 2 um, outside of arcades and, you know, and outside of, you know, more arcade perfect ports that would come out, you know, years after the fact, of course. Uh, One detail um, that, uh, not to bog us down, but I'm actually curious, maybe because the two of you have been reading these Nintendo Power issues like Mm -hmm. consistently, um, I noticed there's, there's like two or three like direct like mentions of sculptured software. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, did did they have mm-hmm. like a particular working relationship with Nintendo or something? Because like they they are very very like explicitly like called out and always yeah. in a positive fashion in the right. in just this one issue. So yeah. I don't I don't know actually. You probably know more about this than me, uh, Link. Well, well, I my guess is that be, being an American software developer that the folks at Nintendo power, you know, publishing the, the magazine here in America might've had more access to them. And, and perhaps they had some sort of agreement like, yeah, you know, Hey, you guys can, you know, we'll give you more of the inside scoop. If you want to throw our name out there a little bit more. And they um, did make an awful lot of games for the super Nintendo. Yeah. Like they were really, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, like just, you know, they were, they were right there. So they probably just had more access to them than they did. You know, a lot of the, Japanese companies that they would have had to, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe something could have gotten lost in translation or whatever. Uh, But yeah, you're right. They do tend to shout out sculptured software pretty often. And I don't think just in this issue, I think it has come up other times as well. Oh yeah. Sculptured software has got, got a new one now. They're coming back. Yeah. (laughs) Our third fighting game with TMNT tournament fighters, uh, a game that I hope I have a better reaction to this time when we play it (laughs) than I did before. Cause, cause yeah, I had a viscerally negative reaction to the experience of playing this game. Uh, the last time we did it for a thing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Um, Maybe try can... an experiment this time around and uh, uh-huh. lower the difficulty. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, w- I would suggest yeah, we'll doing probably... that because the uh, the AI in this game is brutal. Yeah, it's bad. It's really, it's super cheap and uh, it, it does not let you get a word in edgewise. Um, yeah, my sense of it at the time when we played it for another show back in the day was that Konami just didn't really know how to make a fighting game uh you know like there were things about like 
their approach that works very well for like, you know, a beat em up or, or even like a run and gun that just does not translate to, to a fighting game, uh, a street fighter style fighting game. But I, I will say playing it with a human, like playing mm-hmm. it with a friend actually mechanically it's pretty satisfying like it has okay. a decent feel to it the the graphics mm-hmm. are fantastic the um, graphics are great yeah that's certainly oh, yeah, true yeah, and the the move sets for the characters it, it's very similar to like a fatal fury special um it feels like that kind of um i think playing it with a, another person is satisfying but the the ai is just a, a serious problem like they're super defensive and they they just everything is frame perfect they just run over you so i i haven't tried it myself but maybe try playing on a lower difficulty setting and see if it evens out or something all right yeah well i i can't wait to play as more classic turtle characters like leonardo and uh wingbat and oscar yeah the girl what yeah wingnut you got chrome dome you got got a character simply named war (laughs) Isn't there a yep. shark man in that game? Armagon, the shark Armagon. dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is usually your first opponent in a arcade yeah. mode, and he just completely wrecks you. You just I keep going. That's, rah, rah, yeah. rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to haunt your nightmares. We got our, our first look at Mega Man X, I believe, yeah. in the magazine, and some really interesting screenshots that uh, of uh, like mostly the highway stage, but I'm seeing like enemies and props in there that are uh, very obviously from much later parts of that game. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see all this stuff in, in this what must be a pretty early build. Um, you've got like the the life meter that has the the P next to it, which is seems to be a holdover from the original Mega Man, where they would just call his default gun the plasma cannon, I guess. Yeah, it's like looking at so Mega Man train. X's basement. Only that's not Mega Man X's basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till we get to talk about that. Me too. That's I, one I'm of my that's one of my favorite all time favorite games. So Same. I'm very much looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, actually, one of the first uh, conversations I had with Link was about Mega Man X. Uh, so then we got just you know your your general pack watch update, talking a little bit about uh, CES that year, um, talking about a Beauty and the Beast game that they were thinking was going to be as big as the movie. Yeah, that um, made me almost like laugh out loud when I read <laughs> that. It's like, oh, that's yeah. sweet. That's very cute. Yeah, but, uh, Spoiler alert, it, uh, it was not that big. No, no, uh, no. We're, we're going to get a lot of Disney games, some based on movies that are you know pretty recent, others uh, that are like Pinocchio and the Jungle Book. Um, speaking of really old cartoons, and I actually do have a segue for this one, Felix the Cat. That's right. They've got, a, they've got Felix the Cat games coming out. Yeah, they were really trying to do some stuff with Felix in the early 90s. Um, there was a show, The Twisted... Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat, I think. And also the absolutely bizarre Felix the Cat movie. Have either of you ever seen that? Uh, no. No. Uh, we did have it on the shelf uh, in, in my youth, though. I, 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 we never put it in, though. I, I think my parents were just like, yeah, you don't need that. 
No. Uh, European produced, uh, very strange movie where Felix the Cat travels to another dimension to save an anime princess from a guy who is Darth Vader wearing a Mysterio costume. Uh, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's also a musical. Can't remember. But yeah, it had some songs and they were not great. Uh, I watched that movie a lot as a kid. It's real weird. So they should have done a sequel where Felix the Cat met Flix the Cat. That's true. Yeah. Fritz the Cat. <laughs> Fritz, Fritz, Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did try to do some stuff with Felix that I guess resulted in some games as well. Uh, can't say I've ever heard anything about that game or anything else related to it. So who knows? Yeah, I think those came out on like the NES and Game Boy. I don't think we're actually going to get a Felix the Cat game on Super, although I, I could be misremembering that. I, I guess we'll find out when we find out. So um, we are going to get a Goof Troop game, though. Yep, they mentioned that here. Um, and yeah. yeah, I think that game's pretty good from what I've I've heard about it. Yeah, uh, it's a fun co-op title if you find an opportunity to play it with a buddy. Um memory serves i think is this shinji mikami's first game at capcom it is yeah that's the famous thing about it is uh yeah it was like that to something that didn't get released to resident evil i think yeah i think that's right yeah (laughs) uh so i mentioned fx tracks here which i think is probably the game that later came out as stunt race fx is that right i believe so okay yep uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see the other implementations of the Super FX chip. Because uh, back in the day, the only one I played was Star Fox. So. Yeah. I also like uh, in their coverage of Family Feud from Game Tech, uh, they, they said that um, they were, some of them were a little bit disappointed that Richard Dawson wouldn't be making an appearance. Uh, but uh, they they decided there was just going to be sort of a generic anonymous host instead, which... Uh, I don't know. I think maybe that was for the best. <laughs> uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. He, he was he was the guy who just insisted on kissing ah, every female. Ah, oh, that was him. Okay. I've heard, yeah, I've heard got it. Got it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there you go. That's uh, pretty much it. I'm just kind of looking through the uh, the future release here, seeing if there's anything super interesting. So Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage, which really should have been a Daffy Duck, uh, Duck Amuck game, in my opinion. That was the superior cartoon of that type that they did. But no, they had to make a Daffy Duck's game had to be a, a, a Marvin the Martian game because folks loved Marvin the Martian back then. But guys, Looney Tunes got weird in the 90s. Like people had a really weird relationship with Looney you Tunes. You don't need to 90s. explain it. Space explain Jam it. exists to explain it for yeah, you. And later on, they'd, they'd get a Looney Tunes yeah. b-ball game. Uh, probably trying to coast on the success of like the merchandise, like of all yeah. the art. No, I, I think that came first. I think the Looney Tunes B-ball came first before space. Yeah. Jam. And did, there is actually a space jam game. Yeah. Uh, I think as yeah, well. On the PlayStation. That, yeah. Um, I'm looking at the future games and uh, I do think it's interesting that we have just a Superman title uh, because maybe yeah. the death of Superman wasn't, publicized yet so it was just like we have something on that's the horizon a, that's an interesting call yeah right yeah yeah that is probably exactly what's going on because i don't think they did any other superman games other than like that weird justice league uh <laughs> yeah fighting yeah. game that didn't really take off and it would wouldn't be until uh injustice decades later that uh 
someone would finally get get that one nailed yeah. down. And then we also have Rock and Roll Racing, I think, from the same developer, which is yeah, oh, oh, be, I, I yeah, love that game. That game, that game's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. I and, guess. Uh, oh, we did. We've got a Star Trek game on uh, Super as well, which I'm always happy to talk about Star Trek. Less enthused to play a Star Trek game, <laughs> but uh, well, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> that's you know. <laughs> That's our that's our promise. We will do it, yeah. uh, even if it's not also fun. Still, still forecasting railroad tycoon. Even though I, I know that one ends up getting canceled at some point. All right. Well, that's gonna do it. Um, next issue, we are gonna be talking about Street Fighter Two Turbo Alien the Third, uh, Jurassic Park, and Star Trek: The Next Generation on Game Boy. And uh, that's pretty much it. So yeah, any uh, final words on this one? This is a long one. Uh, yeah, no, no closing thoughts other than that was, that was a whole lot of fun. Oh, good. We're glad you enjoyed it. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, this was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's cool how much, how much, you know, specific knowledge of these games you had, uh, which, uh, Hey, lucky, lucky choice bringing you on for this one for sure. Uh, so, uh, future guests for the next issue, uh, you need to bring your A game here if you're going to measure up. So <laughs> we will need to see your game resumes before before making a decision. Right. Yeah, are you a real gamer? Oh my God, that, that's you know, like <laughs> we, I'm not we, sure if this. We're not doing that. That's not that no, thing. I was about to say, there's yeah. a reason why my social circle is not as big as it could be. It's because. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I just have no time. I have no tolerance for it. No, no. Yeah, we, neither no, do we. No, it's a reason I don't go to comic shops anymore. You I'll say that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, uh, Trevor, do you have anything uh, you'd like to to mention or promote or, or anything before before we we sign off here today? Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, I just gotta say thank you. I, I really do appreciate you having me on uh, to talk about some video games. It is something that, while I do a you know weekly movie review podcast, um, video games are also something I'm passionate about. So it's nice to have an outlet uh, to chat about it. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Mega Man X uh, stuff, by the way, because uh, that game is probably in my top five of all time, honestly. That that um, that will almost certainly get its own episode, I think, when we oh, yeah, when we get yeah. to it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I would expect as much. But but yeah, uh, thanks again for having me. But um, yeah, before I go, I guess I should say that uh, I do have a movie review podcast. Uh, we post weekly, and then uh, two additional episodes every month uh, where we talk about our our movie collections and about uh, upcoming Blu-ray releases uh, from month to month. But the show is called Catching Up on Cinema. And uh, you can find us at uh, catchinguponcinema.com, uh, as well as on the social medias, on the Twitter at uh, Catching Cinema, as well as the Instagram at Catching Up on Cinema. So feel free to hit me up at either of those if you're so inclined. Um, and the show is available on most podcasting platforms, so just Google it. Uh, it's also on Cephalopod uh, if you have that, so maybe check it out there. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks again. I, I really appreciate you having me. Well, we had a great time having you on here for this, and I guess that's really there, there's really nothing else to to do here uh, except for to tell the folks what uh, they can expect from us next time as we get back into uh, doing um, 
the uh, the regular show and uh, what games we're we're going to be playing from July 1993. So next time on the show, we will be talking about. Uh, oh, hey, we'll be talking about Disney's Goof Troop, and we'll also be talking about Evo: The Search for Eden. So hey, all right, there you go, and uh, something called First Samurai. So. Uh, that's what we've got on tap for you all for the next episode. So, uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Trevor, for being on the show with us and talking with us uh, for quite a while. Um, thanks for clearing yes. your schedule for us today. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> As for us, you can listen to us on uh, our website, honestpiranha.com. You can go to Anchor. You can go to Stitcher. Uh, uh, Radio Public, I think, is one of them. Basically, anything that's not Spotify. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We are going to try to have guests on these Playing With Power episodes, so all you listeners out there, if you think uh, you have what it takes to endure a a really long episode, talking to us for a really long time about old Nintendo Power issues, uh, feel free to drop me a line on Twitter. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Snescapades. And uh, that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Any Zero. I'm Steampunk Link. Play it loud. Our intro-outro song is How Now Brown Cow by Technoaxe, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty-free at technoaxe.com. That's T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E dot com. This is just what, what these are. It's always like, okay, let's take a break really quick. It's like, oh my god, we still have so much magazine left to get through. <laughs> All right. <laughs>